boom welcome to five heads mma it's me miss nikki i'm back how's everybody doing today is april 3rd it's friday two days after april fools we're in the middle of the coronavirus situation pandemic epidemic whatever you want to call it we are smack dead in the middle of this so let's give an honor to god for all of us who have made it through to another day Then, I would like to announce that 757 Boxing Club, my home gym, Reggie, Bar Reggie Easy Barnett Jr. will be starting online training classes today, this evening. For me, where I'm at in the world, it is 1232. I'm an hour, I believe, uh, behind them. So, it will be 5 o'clock here, but 6 o'clock on the East Coast. <clears throat> he will be, you will have to upload the Zoom app to your phone or to your computer device. And you will have to connect with him there. It says online training classes will begin tomorrow, 4-3-2020 at 6 p.m. on Zoom. Z-O-O-M. You will need to download the Zoom app to your device, laptop, PC. I have listed the sign-in information below. Please try to sign in ahead of the time. Verify the date and time and let me know if you have any questions. That's from Mama Barnett. She t she handles a lot of every a lot of the social media and everything that goes out for the, for the gym and for Reggie. Um when you log on and you get the app uploaded and running and everything, the topic will be boxing, boxing training. And your, your code to get in will be champion. It's either champion or champions. Yep, champions. Password is champions. So, get on your phone, get on your computer, get up there and and load up that Zoom app to your phone so you can get into this training session with Reggie tonight. Um, a lot of our fighters and trainers and coaches and stuff are doing things online for us to keep us um, in motion while we're in this period of uh, being quarantined, self-quarantined. So I would say join. Reggie is fun. He'll make you laugh, but he'll make you work out too. So go join. He's going to be up there three days a week and he'll probably announce this tonight on during the training session. He'll be up three days a week. Two will be training sessions and one will be um, like boxing shadow boxing and other things and information he can give you about boxing so I'll be new to to this too so we'll all have to check in tonight before six o'clock so we'll be on time for the class and he can get the, the class started on time because you know all of us are not late bees some of us are early bees and we like to get the you know get to the honey quick so 
don't have nobody waiting. Don't leave Reggie waiting. Just try to be on time for the class so we can get it started, have some fun, um, get that blood pumping, get these arms and legs moving and these feet and all these things. Yes, get our bodies feeling good. So if you've been sitting around for the last two weeks, now's your chance to get up and do a little bit of exercise and have some fun while doing it. So join Reggie at 757 Boxing Club on Zoom tonight at 6 p.m. for his first training online class. And also, joining him on his Boxing Day will be Brandon the Janitor Pennington, who himself is also a professional boxer and MMA fighter. So that'll be exciting. I love them. That's my family. Now, moving on. What do we want to talk about first today? Do we want to go into the boxing world? Do we want to go into MMA? Do we want to go into Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship? Oh, so much going on when nothing is going on. And I say that because everybody is online doing the most they can to get attention. I get it. I understand it. Most of it is quite comical to me. Some of it is a little sad. You know, it's a little of, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly going on right now. So... <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> oh my goodness, we're going to take a moment and take a break and we'll be right back after these messages and we'll jump into something. We don't know what it is, but we'll jump into something. Okay, welcome back. It's me, Miss Nikki. It's still April 3rd, y'all. Well, where I'm at, it is currently snailing. I say snailing because it's snowing slash hailing. It's cold outside. It's been windy the last few days. It was raining yesterday and a couple days before. We've been having a lot of rain, but today we got hail and sleet. So, <sighs> what about that? Makes no never mind to me because I ain't taking my butt out there. So, let's get into it. What are we going to talk about first? Let's go to where I am usually at Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. So, uh, what, February? Yeah, the weekend of uh, Valentine's Day, they had the BKFC 10 card. Um, and Miss Nikki was able to float on down to Miami and be a part of that and get to see everything up close and personal, as usual. Um, there's been a couple cards that I haven't been, you know, present at, but... Uh, still great cards all my fighters at bkfc are great i love them i get along pretty much with everybody um who cares but at the end of the day you got to have some rapport with people in order to interview them and talk about them and um be able to approach them when you do see them at an event whether they are participating in the event or there to observe the event so, with that being said, I love talking to my fighters, I love talking to the coaches, I love talking to the team members, and I especially love talking to their families. Oh my goodness. The families are so wonderful. They show so much love and support, and anybody that comes and support each and every fighter that comes to these events, I love you all. Thank you all for giving me so much love and talking to me when you see me and acknowledging me. I appreciate that very much so. So, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, I'm going to talk about what I feel like is the hottest two things going on at BKFC. That women's division and that 135. 
uh, division. O-M-G-G-G. So, you know, <laughs> we're not even going to talk about nobody that they have recently signed. We got to get through the ones that we already have first. Because there's, there's a little dust cloud uh, forming over there. <laughs> Especially amongst my fighters that fight in the 135 class and some of them that may be uh, in the weight class above. So, with that being said, we have, um, at this last event, we had, um, Reggie Easy Barnett Jr. For some, from 757 Boxing Club matched up against, um, my kid. What is his name? His name will come to me in a moment. Um, his name will come to me in a moment. But these two, uh, Matt, Matt Murphy, that's his name, Matt X. Murphy. These two were matched up on BKFC 10. Um, that fight ended very quickly. I think about the second round, maybe, um, due to TKO. When goes to Reggie Barnett Jr. Uh, I don't know if there was an early stoppage on the fight or not, but I know that, you know, when the discussion was being had right there in the ring that, um, Reggie and, and, you know, people in the crowd started to chant, you know, let us fight, let us fight. But obviously the the doctor, the ringside doctor, seeing something on Matt that he did not want to allow Matt to continue to fight. Either Matt was not defending himself accordingly or he had a cut or something. I seen him later. He did have cuts on his face. I knew one lie. He did have some cuts on his face. So, with that being said, that fight ended very quickly. Um, Reggie moves on. He now has five wins at BKFC. The only loss that he has is in that championship fight against Johnny Bedford. So, rightfully, Reggie is the number one contender at BKFC at that 135. Um, so, in the mix, from the beginning all the way until now, we've had a kid named um, Abdel... The Nightmare Velasquez that's fighting in the 135 division. Now, what I will say about this young man is that I think he had a little, a little bit of a more push than some of the other 135ers during the build-up, you know, going up the ladder from the first card he fought on until this last card here. So, with that being said, I believe that they wanted him to be the face of the 135 division, or they thought he was going to be the face of the 135 division. But during the tournament, he got sparked by Johnny. Got stopped by Johnny. So there you have that. We're going to move forward a little bit. A couple more fights later, they gave him some. They gave him like two tune-up fights. And then they put him... And during this time, during the two tune-up fights, and we're moving forward, that B-Dat win joins BKFC. He's in the 135 division. So they match that with I believe um my guy Travis the Animal Thompson in his first fight. I believe that's who he fought in his first fight. Um I believe he got the win in that fight that did. So that gave him his first win at BKFC. I call him the dream killer because <laughs> he has a way of killing people's dreams when he step into the ring with him at times. So, <laughs> this is where this is leading up to him being a dream killer. So, 
Abdel had got him some some tune up fights, you know, leading up, and they were talking about on this ten card that he was going to mat he was going to be paired against Johnny for Johnny's first defense of his belt. Well, they changed their minds and they put that against Abdel. Did I say that right? So yeah, they were gonna they yeah. All right, whatever. So, at this point, at BKFC 10 in Miami, they have decided they're going to match that win and Abdel Velasquez. So, I'm thinking in my mind, this is what they're considering to be maybe a contender eliminator to see who's going to fight Johnny. Now, don't forget we got Reggie, who's still the number one contender. He's the only person that made it through the tournament with all wins until he got to the championship fight. So that makes him the number one contender. With that being said, BKFC, as with any promotion, does what they feel is best. They matched that and they matched Abdel. That did not go well. Oh my God, it did not go well. I'll tell you in the first... I, I, it happened so fast. Like, you know, Abdel did get a knockdown on that in this fight. But eventually, it came down to that completely sparking Abdel. He knocked him out. And I mean, bad. Oh, my God. It was terrible to watch. And I love combat sports. But that was that was horrible for me um, because you know you see people get stopped but then sometimes they get stopped and it's bad it looks bad but that kid you know they got him together picked him up off the canvas he stood up he walked out of that ring so I have to give it to him I have to give it to him so with that being said that again dream kill he was the dream killer he went in there and sparked the guy that they thought was going to be the next 135 champion, possibly, or what they was, what they maybe had tunnel vision on. Um, so I don't know where that leaves Abdel. He's been stopped twice. He's been stopped twice. So they can't keep pushing him in front of us like we should be looking at him being the future champion anytime soon. I'm not saying he can't get there, but right now, no. So, with that being said, now they are giving that a chance at Johnny for that for that belt, for that 135 division belt. Now, with that being said, I look at it as if y'all going to do that, then I think still at this point, that needs to go through Reggie Barnett Jr. to get to Johnny. To get to Johnny. So, you know, um, I don't know. Are we going to see that in Johnny fight? I believe so, because Johnny has not backed down as of yet. As of yet. So, Johnny's not going to back down. He will take that fight. Now... What I will say is Johnny is one of the best dirty fighters I know. And I say that in a positive way because he just got this style of <laughs> dirty fight. <laughs> that, 
that is just right on the line, you guys. It's right on the line where you can get a point taken away. You know what I'm saying? Stuff could maybe possibly be disqualified. <laughs> but he's so good at it that he makes it look like it's not an infraction. <laughs> oh, my God. I think if Johnny uses that very dirty boxing, he likes to rough it up. He likes to rough people up when he fights them. He doesn't mind meeting you where you where you stand at all. So I think if if he can use his head movement and keep that dirty fighting style that he has, he has a great possibility of of getting a knockdown on that and possibly knocking him out. So, you know, and that goes the same from that side too that has a very likely possibility of of sparking johnny but we won't know until these two guys step into that square circle at bkfc so we will be looking and listening to see you know what's going to happen with that and you never know with this coronavirus and setting things back and everybody being on pause right now um things may change at bkfc you know <gasps> they may start to look down the roster and see that um, they see something different. So, you know, at this point, and then they're clicking up too, something that I haven't seen thus far, but they are clicking up at um, BKFC, my fighters. So here we got uh, Jason Knight. That's who I wanted to talk about. This kid had two epic fights at BKFC. He is a professional MMA fighter. This kid had two epic fights with Artem Lobov at BKFC. As we all know, the first one went to Artem and the second one went to uh, Jason. But that second fight, I am telling you guys, I interviewed Jason before this fight. And sometimes when I talk to these young men and women, some a lot me personally, I flow off of energy. So the energy that they give me the tone that they give it to me in makes me either a believer or a doubter. So with that being said, in that conversation, in that interview with Jason Knight, he made me a believer. I knew even before I spoke to him that he was coming back with vengeance. And that's exactly what he did. O-M-G-G-G. I believe he stopped Artem in that last round. So with that being said, and even if he didn't, he won that fight in spectacular fashion. So kudos to Jason Knight. So Jason has been sort of in a little class by himself with Artem. Them two have been in a little class with themselves. Um, then we had Paulie come in. He fought Artem too. Um, I thought he won that fight. You know, I'm not a... a, a, a I'm an observer. I don't fight. I don't box or any of that. I am an observer. I am a true fan of the sport. So with that being said, I thought that Polly may have outpointed Artem. But in the eyes of BKFC, you know, um, and it's not BKFC that makes a decision on who win or loses fights. We all know that that is the, the general commission in the state of which they are in. So with that being said, um... They seen that they thought they they gave it to Artem, 
And that was a freaking, that was a, a massacre too between two fighters. Them two was in there going at it. Uh, so with that being said, now Jason Knight himself is looking to try to get himself into that, that 135 division. And so it looks like he and that have clicked up a little bit and then everybody else in the 135 except Abdel. He's the only one that's not a part of this conversation in this moment because he, he's not, you know, going back and forth. And he's never really, he's never been that fighter that gets on social media and talks a bunch of stuff. And, you know, he got a good team. They pretty much keep him well covered and um, they do a lot of good promotion for him. So he's not that, that type of fighter. Like, he's not going to go around talking junk on nobody. So he's not even part of this conversation. Everybody in the world, everybody else in the 135 division is part of this conversation because they are yakking back and forth at each other. Jason, 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 they called, called everybody else scrubs, said that Johnny ain't fought nobody but scrubs. It is going down over there, y'all. So I look at this as being Johnny, I mean, uh, Jason is 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 talking his way into the 135 division. He's talking his way into getting a fight in that 135 division. At this point, I know that he wants to fight Johnny. He feels like he can beat Johnny and take Johnny's belt. You know, when you are the king or the queen of your division, everybody is coming for your head. So being at the top is not always the funnest thing to, to do. So at this point, you know, he's got to fight off the wolves. Or she's got to fight off the wolves. So there you have it. They're 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 barking back and forth at each other. We don't know what's going to happen until this coronavirus lets up off of us, and um, we'll just have to wait and see. That's what we're going to do. Now on to that women's division. OMG at BKFC. Oh, 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 oh. Lord Jesus. So back last summer. <laughs> at either BKFC 8 or 9 one of the two um, they brought in they signed in Helen Peralta at that time when Helen signed, signed on for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship at that time Christine Ferreira Christine Misfit Ferreira was was the current female champion. So she had had two fights and I believe Helen was her third fight and of course Christine finished two of her opponents in great fashion, one of them being Britton Hart. Um the other girl that girl the girl that she beat the first time has returned. She's been up there a couple different times. I gotta look at her name again. I'm sorry, young lady. Sometimes stuff just floats right off my head. But, um, yeah. Christine was the current champion at that time. They slated her and Helen to fight each other at 125. So, these two ladies met. But let me, let me take you back a little bit before the actual fight. I was able to interview both ladies. So it just so happened that I was up here very close to where Helen trains. So I was able to get to her gym and do my very first interview with her. So let me explain this to you. When I met this young lady, she gave me an energy 
that just let me know she is about this life. She's very, she's a very nice young lady. I love talking to her. She's fun. <laughs> she's funny even when she don't know she's funny. <laughs> she speaks her truth and in that, you know, sometimes come moments of humor. So with that being said, that energy that she gave me in that interview was so real. It kind of made me feel like, OMG, is Christine ready for this? Now, I have been in, in the presence of Christine. I met her when she first came to BKFC also um, back on card two um, when her opponent fell out for being overweight and all of that. So since then, I have been building a rapport with this young lady. I also got to do an interview with her before the fight with Helen. And both ladies, I asked the same question. I said, if this fight goes your way, you know, and if it doesn't go your way, what's next for you? You know, I think that's a fair question for both fighters. Um, and I asked Helen, I put it to Helen in a way where if you do get this belt from Christine, are you willing to stay and defend it? Are you willing to, to be the face at the female division, you know, for that belt? And she said yes. And she also informed me that she was stepping down to the weight class below and she wanted that belt too. So, I interviewed Christine. Christine and I chop it up. I asked her if she doesn't win this fight. Because at this point, I'm, I'm kind of concerned. I, I'm a little concerned. I feel like um, Helen has an aggression that, that um, Christine had not yet seen. So, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. So, I asked her, you know, if this fight doesn't go your way, what's next for Christine? And her response to me was, <laughs> if I don't win this fight against this girl, then I don't need to be fighting. Whew. When talking shit goes wrong. So, with that being said, these two ladies met in the square ring. Keep in mind, this is Helen's debut. This is Helen's debut. They are fighting for this women's belt at US, the American belt at the BKFC. So, these two meet. This was an awesome fight. The fight was so great, y'all, that it ended up being fight of the year at BKFC. Over the guys. Congratulations, girls. Congratulations. <clears throat> With that being said, that fight was fucking epic. I knew it was going to be the way it turned out to be. I was not shocked, surprised, or anything by the outcome or how the fight went that they gave me exactly what I knew both of them had. So with that being said, Helen came out the victor in that fight. Hard fought fight. She came out the victor. Christine came out with a broken hand, so that sat her down. She had to have surgery and, you know, therapy and stuff to her hand. And she was looking to make her comeback in March this last month. Well, coronavirus put a stop to that. Now, with that being said, while Christine was on her break, Helen herself did what she told me in our first interview when she went down to the 150. <laughs> she went down to the, the, the anime, or no, not even anime, is it anime? She went down to the next level and she beat the girl there. She beat the young lady there. With that being said, um, she stopped her. So now... She is the face of both divisions. She has the belt 
in her in her 125 and what is that strong weight she has that she has that belt and then she is is the number one person at the the weight class below her original weight class now with that being said they want to bring Christine and Helen Peralta back together to fight again the rematch and I think this time the international belt is going to be included in this now for me looking at this from the outside I do not fight I am not a professional fighter boxer or a trainer but I'm a, a very avid fan and <laughs> observer for me with the time that it took for Christine to go through her surgery be off and all of that stuff I didn't think that it would probably be the girl. I felt like, I feel like she may need a tune-up fight coming back. Because she's going to have to get back into the rhythm. You know, Christine is a great train. Uh, she, she's a great fighter. But, you know, long layoffs do present a little dust for the fighters. Sometimes early in the fight we can see it. Sometimes not. But eventually it will show itself. So, I feel like she may need to, and not because I feel like she can't come back and beat Helen, but because she's been off for so long. And there's been those times in between her fights at BKFC where she's had to sit so long because they couldn't find anybody to fight, fight her. So, I would like to see her take a tune-up fight coming back to go for that international belt because I don't want no fucking excuses. To turn out how it's going to turn out and the victor will be the victor. Both ladies are excellent at what they do. They both have strengths and weaknesses at what they do. Now, with that being said, I think if Christine comes in, uses her head movement like she's she's good at and she is a a pretty accurate striker and she has the ability to cut her opponents when she when she hits them, so those those are three pluses. Helen herself, <laughs> Helen just just got that aggression. She just has aggression, um, and the belief that she can beat anybody that they put in front of her at this point. Um, so with that being said, and Helen hits hard. I think Helen doubles up on her punches. She, she's a punches and bunches type girl. So with that being said, Christine is the more uh, technical fighter where Helen is a little bit wilder with her punches. But when she connects, she freaking connects. No doubt in my mind. So I can't wait for for everything to get started back again and to see everybody be able to come back. Everybody should come back in the best shape of, of their careers. Um, I don't want to hear no mess about people not making weight. I don't want to hear no excuses. The only excuse I will take is one from the doctor. That's it. I'm not accepting no handwritten notes from nobody's mom, nobody's nothing, nobody's mima. I don't want no excuses. I want to see the best that you guys and girls have to offer when y'all return. 
So with that being said, I think at this point, oh yeah, they did bring on Hector Lombard and he faced, um, at that time, Mr. M Mundell was, was, um, 2-0 at BKFC. Ugh, now he's 2-1 because the victor went to, um, Hector. And I believe Hector has probably signed on for three fights. It's going to be interesting to see who his next opponent is going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to build up a division around him and to see if they're trying to make him maybe a face of one of the higher weight classes. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, it looks like Sam Shoemaker is returning. Um, he's another um, well-known fighter for BKFC. You know, he's a previous uh, yeah MMA fighter. Um, he himself have, has had a couple different chances at that belt. I think that was another big disappointment for BKFC was that they looked for Sam to be the face of that heavyweight division and um Arnold Adams <laughs> put the clinch on that and um I want to think that yeah he had two chances I think he fought I don't I don't remember rightfully who he fought the first time Sam uh, Sam but I know when him and Arnold did fight um Arnold came out the victor and he got that belt so he was our heavyweight champion at BKFC for a year and he did not fight for that whole year. They, I don't know whether they couldn't find anybody, what the issue was, but he didn't fight for that whole year. So it came up to the time where it was, you know, it's either defend or vacate or whatever. And they found him a fight, which was against, um, Chase, the vanilla gorilla Sherman and them two fought and, Chase was able to get that belt <laughs> out of uh, Arnold's hands. And then again, <laughs> the belt went on the line. It was Chase, um, the Vanilla Gorilla against um, our guy, the Executioner. And the Executioner came out on top. So the Executioner is, I can't, well, I can't think of this man's name right now. Look up the Executioner if you want to know. So... <laughs> <laughs> um so at this point he is now the current reigning um heavyweight champion at BKFC. I don't know what's next for Artem. Artem I seen earlier this week um was possibly looking to um have another MMA fight. So I don't know if he's going to fight MMA when things start back up or if he's going to come back to BKFC when things start back up. I don't know what's happening with him. But like I said, Jason Knight is trying to slide himself into the 135 division at this point. He feels like he could go into that division and reign over everybody and um, take Johnny's belt from him and still reign over everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that 135 division is up in arms right now. Um, as I said, Johnny is still the the, the 135 champion. Um and we're going to just have to wait and see what happens. So we'll be back after these messages and we'll talk about maybe some MMA or boxing. Boom. Welcome back. Miss Nikki, Fight Heads MMA. So now, MMA is, <laughs> is my base, what I like to say. 
So I, I started out being this huge MMA fan. And once I started to talk to my MMA fighters and get interviews with them, I'm in boxing gyms. The first gym I ever went to was 757 Boxing Club and Fitness. And with that being said, that's where I met Reggie. So thank you, um, Alistair Patterson, for introducing me to at that point, which was your team? Oh, Miss Nikki is a little thirsty. Listen to this, y'all. And all with that is, that is my icy cold cherry Pepsi in the can. Mm -mm -mm. Oh my goodness, this shit is so good. Okay, MMA. So, I don't know where I want to start. Do I want to start down in my lower level? Or do I want to start up high? Okay, let's just start where, where we know we are. So, what I would like to say is that if Dana White has not worked hard in his career to this point, he is working very hard right now. Because he has to keep a whole plethora of people off of his heels. And when I say that, I mean the fighters and the managers and the fans and, you know, everybody wants to fight. But nobody's really thinking about what we may have to deal with post-fight, which is still the coronavirus. So I'll say this. I appreciate Dana doing his very best to try to keep us entertained and trying to find a venue for 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 them to have, you know, 249 at. Um, and I thank him because I know that if he's able to pull that off, some big miracle, all the moons align and everything, and he's able to pull this off, then I know then those men and women that fight on that card that risk their self and their health and the health of the people that love them and support them if they make it to that card and they fight they will get paid so that's why i'm thankful for dana because he is still trying to make sure that his fighters or the fighters are eating um he can't do everything for everybody but he is really trying. And even if he fails, at least he tried. So with that being said, I'm not going to give him too much guff about trying to get this going with this horrible coronavirus going. Because I understand why he, why he is doing it. He's doing it because he knows that these fighters depend on him to set them up fights and get them in there to fight. So they can make their money and live and take care of their families. So I, I, I'm not going to give him guff about that. At least he's trying. Um, then they were saying that for the London card that some people got, got uh, part of their show money and some people got all of their show money. Um, so people got paid. So people weren't just left hanging from that London card that had to be canceled. Oh, excuse me. So kudos to Dana White and the UFC for making that happen for the fighters. Now, um, yeah, a few weeks ago we seen Joanna Janjacek versus the current um, strawweight champion um, Zaley Wang. 
Zhang Wow, what's her name? Zhang, I'll just call her Zhang. Um, that fight was fucking epic. Y'all female fighters have been putting the shit down when y'all go in there. I love watching y'all. OMG. So, with that being said, while I was in Miami for BKFC 10, I, you know, Miss Nikki, I don't sit still, so my ass was out and about. I was in Orlando, I was in Hollywood, I was in Miami. <laughs> oh my God. I ended up at a couple of gyms. I ended up at the Black Horse Gym. I ended up at the UFC Gym. I ended up at the um, American Top Team Gym. That was the best experience for me. I had a great time at the UFC Gym talking to the young man that worked over there. Um, uh, also, and see, at this time, you got to understand, I didn't get a lot, I didn't get any interviews. I got two, but I didn't get any big interviews because of what weekend it was. It was Valentine's Day weekend. It was um, All-Star weekend. They had a big-ass boat show going on down there in Miami. I mean, it was so many different things going on. So people were spread out across the world at that time. So I couldn't catch up with anybody. Plus, the, the coronavirus was, was surely making its way <laughs> onto the shores of the United States. And I, I believe that down there in Florida was one of the first places it hit. So they were talking then when I was down there about the coronavirus being there and um, them possibly having to go to, that's when the first ripplings of the, the self-quarantine started to come out. So I think people were just in different places at that time, so I wasn't able to catch up with them. But I was able to talk to some great coaches. I was able to um, get some, make some contacts and um, network. So I didn't come away empty-handed at all. And I will have to build up during this time, reach out to some of my contacts that I made down there. I, Oh, man, I talked to so many people. Everybody just treated me like gold. Thank you, everybody. If you get to listen to my podcast here on Anchor, thank you. Everybody treated me so graciously when I was down there in Miami. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. And, um, you know, it was great. It was great. So, at American Top Team, <laughs> when, you in the, when you in one of the best gyms in mixed martial arts, hey, you got to give it up. Let me tell you, that facility, it is not a freaking gym. That is a for real facility. That place is huge. It is nice. It is clean. And I am telling you, I seen some greatness that day when I was in there. I really got to see some greatness. I got to um, see and talk to momentarily Edson Barbosa. I got to watch him work out. I sat on the bench and watched him work out. That was awesome. I met with Joanna Young Jacek. I met Brandon, I wanna say Morales. Um, I met a bunch of great coaches in the gym. Um, like I said, I made some networks and um, I, I hope that I have some some future big interviews coming soon, especially with the coronavirus holding everybody in place. I hope that I'm able to reach out and make some big interviews happen soon for Fight Heads MMA and for the people that, you know, come on and interview with me. But um, I spoke to 
you want a young Jay Chat before that fight with Whaley. Well, that young lady, let me tell you something. I seen her when she came in, and there's times where you have to just know you just have to fall back. So I seen her come in, you know, I kind of waved to her. She waved back, you know, and she went on to her training session. Um, I wasn't able to visually see it because, you know, at times when they're, when they're in the training camp, they have to be very private, so they covered up the, the octagon and that her train and everything. But I could hear the action that was going on inside that octagon. <laughs> and I promise you, y'all, <laughs> whoever was in there holding pads for her, they must have had, had a hell of a time that night sleeping because she was hitting and kicking those pads so hard. Man, I wanted to run out of there. I was scared. Lord Jesus. But... I did get to speak to her momentarily after her training session before she left. And um, she let me know under just she was ready. There was nothing that was that was keeping her off center of this. She was ready. She looked good. Y'all see she made weight with no problem. She looked good at that point when I seen her a couple weeks before the fight. So I knew that weight was not going to be a problem for her. And I knew that she was coming with everything that she had, including the kitchen sink in her bag. And that's exactly what happened when her and that young lady met in the middle of that octagon at 2.48. They gave us the best fight ever. I think we are going to be talking about this fight for years. And I really thought that Ioana showed the champion in her. She showed the champion in her because she just did not give up. There were times when I thought, is this girl's head going to stay attached to her body? Both of them. Because I told you, I, I posted the picture of me and Yuana and I on my Instagram. And I said, you know, both of these ladies, are neither one is going to back down. And neither one of them did back down. So that's what made the fight so awesome is that neither lady backed down. And I was very, very impressed with Zane. She, you know, usually sometimes when they get into a spot like that, first defense of their championship everything is opening up for them everything's happening all at one time you know what I'm saying a big push all at one time um I was very impressed with her very very impressed um and and I look forward to seeing her move move forward and and see you know who else they put in front of her will we see the rematch between her and Yoana. I thought Yoana showed championship in, in that fight and that she may have edged it out. Um, I thought she outpointed her a little bit, you know. Um, and, and this is what I knew was going to happen. I knew these two girls were going to go at each other in the stand-up game. This was not even about their grappling. This was not about jujitsu for them. This was about who is the baddest bitch. <laughs> Straight up. Let's throw them bows. And that's what they did. They threw them bows. They got them in each other. Both of them. So with that being said, Yuana has recovered nicely from the injuries that she had on her face. Oh my gosh. Oh. If you haven't seen the fight, go watch the fight. Everybody was very worried, including myself, about Yuana um, coming out of that fight because she had a hematoma that was a whole nother head on top of her forehead when that fight was over. She's recovered nicely. It looks like 
Um, Whaley has recovered nicely, so kudos to both of those ladies. I am so proud of both of you. Um, can't wait to see you two ladies get back in that octagon, whether it's against each other or somebody else. So thank you for such a great fight, ladies. Um, there was also another fight before that, like a few weeks before that. Um, my boy, Derek Lewis... And um, everybody was coming, came out of that fight saying, oh, they're so impressed with Derek Lewis and all this. You know what? I wasn't exactly, and I thought the other kid won because he was able, to, I mean, how do you not have so, his biggest moments were when he was throwing them flying knees. But my problem with those flying knees was that he was too far out to be throwing them. I needed him to take one step more forward before he went into that motion and they would have connected clearly and he would have got old boy out of there. But that didn't happen. So that being said, I wasn't that really excited about the results, excuse me, of that fight, that cherry Pepsi. So, but you know, it is what it is. We take the good with the bad. Ain't nobody mad. You know, Derek got himself another win. I would like to see that kid at one point hold that damn heavyweight belt. I, I really would. I, I need to see that. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen when everything starts back up. Um, Hopefully nobody gets injured during this downtime. I hope everybody is striving to be the best fighter that they can be. I hope they're watching their own footage going back seeing what their mistakes may have been and moving forward what they can do to be better that's what this downtime is about don't spend so much time bickering if i see y'all online doing all this bickering then i know y'all ain't training i know you ain't trying to look at footage i know you're not looking at footage and, and, and trying to figure out maybe where you went wrong especially for those and it doesn't matter whether your last fight was a win or a loss you can go back and you can find something that you can improve on and which you could be doing right now so, with that being said, I hope that's what everybody's taking their time to do. Um, again, our guy, our 205 light heavyweight champion, John Jones, was arrested again last week, you guys. What the hell, man? So, I think this is the one time, instead of just beating him up, I'm going to give him a little love, too. I'm going to beat you up a little bit, but then I'm going to give you a little love, baby. I think that this time may have been... He was asking for help. He's got to be asking for help. He cannot continue to keep doing stuff like this and not be begging for help silently. Now, whether he goes and gets that help, it's up to him. It's up to him. But he's dragging himself down. He's dragging his team down. He's dragging his family down. And, you know, a lot of times we, we in the media, we like to say, oh, because, you know, you got all these just people and, and all of this in your camp and around you, and that's not a good thing. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, these people are adults. You guys and girls are adults. And you know that the decisions that you make can and will affect you and everybody else around you. So with that being said, sometimes people don't know how to ask for help. And so they just continue the destructive behavior until help, you know, just kind of engulfs them. So 
I don't know. I don't know. I was very angry with him. When I first seen it, when I woke up and I seen that was on the first thing. And let me tell y'all something. Let me remind you guys. You guys and girls want to say my private life is my private life and this and that and all the other. I get that. And yes, that is true. You should have a, a there should be a place in your life where, where, where you have privacy. But let me explain this to you. Once you become a professional at anything, at anything. You are open to the masses, babies. I need y'all to understand that. And I don't think that people want to be in your personal business so much. But when your personal life affects your professional life, that's a problem. That's a problem. You cannot fight or play basketball or box or whatever you do professionally as an athlete or anything else if you're dead if you're locked up in jail, or if you're even on house arrest. So that's where it affects us that support, follow, and cheer you on. We know that those things are the things that are going to keep the private, the, the stuff that you're doing that are not so right in your private life is going to affect your pre your professional life. So with that being said, um... I don't think for the most part people want to beat up on 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 anybody that may have status in life but we know how hard you all work to get to those places and to see y'all do stuff that could have been avoided is where the disparity comes in for us so sometimes people you know the media will beat you up a little bit about you know the things that you're doing but we only do it out of love and admiration for you guys. And we want to see you continue striving and progressing and being the best that you can be. And we know being in jail or being dead doesn't get you those things. So, you know. Just try, you know. When we, when we know better, we do better. That's what I can say about that. I wanted to be mad at John. I, well, I was the first person to say, you know, I was ratting and raving amongst to myself. <laughs> okay, you guys, this is ending. So I'll be back with the next part of this, with the rest of this for you. So, um... Yeah, so I got about three or four more minutes left on this recording session. So I'm going to continue saying what I'm going to say and then I'm going to cut it off and then we're going to come back. So, like I said, um, we, when we know better, we do better. Um, I was ranting and raving. I said, I'm not ever going to support John Jones again. I won't ever order a pay-per-view that he's fine. This is what I'm saying to myself. You know, I'm ranting to myself because don't nobody love this shit in my life like I do. So most of the times I have to have these conversations with myself. So, <laughs> that's what I was saying to myself. I'm not ever going to pay for a pay-per-view that he's fighting on ever again. I'm not going to support him. I'm mad at him. The UFC should do something, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, then the video came out. I watched the video. I almost felt I was saddened by that video. I was very saddened by the video. And it made me start to think, you know, uh, this kid's been beat up. He done beat up on himself. He done been beat up by the media. 
you know, he's got to make the, the choice. He, he really has to make the choice. He's finally admitting that he does have a, a rough relationship with alcohol. So, with that being said, you know, they always say um, the first step to getting help is admitting that you need help. So, that's why I said this kid, I think he's asking for help. You know, when you're the man for years, this kid has been the man in that lightweight division at the UFC. And, um... He's knocked down everybody they put in front of him. I imagine the pressure that he lives under on a daily basis. Um, and if you don't think that that's enough to make somebody drink, act the fool, be crazy at times, then you're absolutely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. I mean, whether you are the champion in a weight class or your team is, is the championship holders, all of that shit comes with pressure. And sometimes... You know, pressure can break us. Peer, peer, peer groups can break us. So with that being said, hopefully John Jones will be able to get the help that he needs. He has children. He has a family. He has a fiance. He needs to, if he don't want to do it for himself, I need him to want to do it for them. So we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. Um... I don't think it, you know, yes, it will affect him if he can't fight for the UFC, but at the same time, um, you know, if he doesn't fight, if they suspend him, do, do will he take that time to better himself internally? Will he go stay at a facility and get the help that he needs? We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see, you guys. But I really wish the best for that young man and his family. You know, he comes from an athletic family. He's done a whole lot in his career. He's done some shit. Yeah, he's done enough. And that's my that's that's where I want to end this off at. You guys, <laughs> it's been done. Going to jail, shooting guns, shooting yourself, shooting each other, fighting, talking crap, all of that. And that goes over to the Kobe Covenant ATT, um, ATT situation where Mr. Lambert had to come out and, and say, you know, we can't be fighting amongst each other and talking crap about each other. Eh, yeah. I don't know. But we shall see. Um... Stay tuned for my next episode of Fight Heads MMA, where I, I'll probably talk a little bit more about MMA, and we'll go into boxing, because I've already talked about BKFC. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fight Heads MMA with me, Miss Nikki. Um, God bless everybody. I hope everybody is well. Um, do your best to not be the, the part of the spread of the coronavirus. Keep your family and yourself safe, and... Um, We'll see you in a little while.